as the next uh, fried chicken eating Assembly of God pastor. <laughs> what? No, I got a good open <laughs> avenue here. Hey, Antonio. <laughs> I'm down here with you guys. Listen, and I like to go back and forth and, and get loud when I preach because I get excited when I'm thinking about the goodness of God and I think about the promises of God. I love what did Pastor Denny Duron said. He said, when, I, when I'm speaking about the promises of God, I, I, I don't have the message. The message has me. And that's, you know, that, that is so stinking good. But this morning, I'm going to try to play by the rules. I'm supposed to still be baby in this voice. And obviously, I still sound, I don't know, it's, it's kind of to the point now where it doesn't hurt anymore, and it's kind of sounded cool. And so I was like, you know, I kind of sound like, a, I, I sound like I've seen some stuff in my life. So anyway, uh, but hopefully, hopefully the next, next week or so, I'll be, I'll be good. <clears throat> so anyway, I got my, I got my water. Um, Christina did ask me to update about the Grace Closet. Um, Lumberjack Festival, right? Okay, so the, the last report I got was 16, 1700. She said now the giving towards the Grace Closet through that, through donations and the various, you know, different things that gave to the Grace Closet through that has hit $2,000. So, wow, come on. That's great. And, and I want to give a little, I want to give a little button about BGMC. BGMC is Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge. Um, at kids camp one year, they asked a kid, hey, what does BGMC stand for? And he said, it stands for bring God more cash. And I'm like, okay, he must go to Gary Sapp's church. Anyway, but why do we do BGMC, church family? Because we, listen, at Community Church, we don't preach about giving. I can't sit down. We don't preach about giving a lot. We do, do, uh, we do usually do a series on giving once a year, and we'll probably do one this year. But here's the thing. I like to say generosity more than giving, okay? Here's why. We serve a generous God, amen? Amen. So I think that we better be generous too, right? Come on. I serve a God who is generous enough to love me when I was still messing up. So I need to be generous. And so we want to make sure that we are generous. And we want to make sure that we, we, that we realize that it's not ours to begin with. When you start holding on to, on, on to that, and the, your wallet is the easiest thing to hold on to and guard, right? Because that's your survival in a lot of situations. Or if you're me, you just leave your wallet in the car. And when they bring the check, you're like, she paying. Anyway, sorry. Um, so we want to lean into our young ones and teach them about giving. And so we have this, that's why we do a big, exciting kids running around. It's kind of chaotic a little bit. That's okay. Um, <clears throat> that's why we do BGMC if you're not familiar with BGMC. So I want to kind of give a little commercial about that. Now, I want to do something really exciting before I jump into my message. And I warned Brother Joe that I was going to put him on the spot. Brother Joe, would you come up and Sister Joanne, if you can, if not, don't worry. Um, We'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll stretch our hands towards you back there. Are you coming? Come on. So Community Church 
has had in the past a ministry called Noah or Not Old at Heart. And this ministry is just making sure that that every week, listen, we focus on our young people, our kids, our teenage, our young adults. We want to make sure that senior adults are getting attention and focus as well. So I asked Brother Joe, I said, Brother Joe, do you think that you would be open to taking Noah Club and just, just letting God use you? And he said, I've been praying about the same thing. So I'm excited. Come on, can we celebrate, Brother Joe? I'm excited. Um, and um, hold on, let me grab this. I'm excited about what God's going to do, and, you know, we want to make sure that every, uh, I didn't tell him I was going to put a microphone in his face, but, I mean, do you want to, you want to, you, you want anything announce, or? Uh, we're going to have sort of a, I guess, an organizational meeting. Uh, we're going to do it November 3rd, that's a Thursday night, over at the Annex. I want y'all to be thinking about, I've got some ideas that what I would like for us to be doing. You know, I want to be more than just come out, eat, go home. You know, I want us to be sort of a outreach of the church. I want uh, more than our church. We are a community. Let's involve the community with this. And I just, there's just, as I said, I've got some things, but I don't know how to explain them. When we get together, I'll tell you what, what i got planned. Thanks, brother. Hey, church family, I want to do something. Anytime that we've got someone that's stepping out into ministry or stepping into ministry, we want to lift them up in prayer because what is Satan going to do? He's going to attack. So church family, would you stand? I'm, I'm asking you to stand one more time and just reach your hands out. And let's just pray a blessing over this, over this couple. God, I just I thank you for Joe and Joellen right now. And God, I just pray that you just uh, give them wisdom, give them perseverance. God, give them ability. I pray that, uh, that the Holy Spirit just surrounds them, God, that they are so full of the Spirit of God uh, that, that people just can tell just by seeing them, God, just by getting around them. God, I just pray that their ministry expands, God, that you bless them, that they're able to do great things. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you once again, Harris couple. Come on. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I think that's everything I was supposed to talk about. Now I'm going to preach. Thank you. Some of y'all were like, eh. <laughs> no, you weren't. So let me ask, uh, let me ask you a question. And I, I apologize. Listen, I know, my, I know I sound terrible. Thank you for noticing. Um, hey, by the way, um, listen, I don't. This may not be, some of y'all might have a problem with this, but if you live in Spring Hill, you need to educate yourself on your elections, and you need to make your voice. Get out there and vote. Let me, let me get on to the U40 crowd. Do you know that half uh, Spring Hill voters, <coughs> half Spring Hill is not registered to vote, and the half that is doesn't, half of the half that is registered doesn't vote. So, listen. I just, I feel strongly about that. I'm not going to get political. I just want to encourage you. It's your city. It's your town. Make your voice heard. All right. So turn with me to Matthew 6. And I want to look at some scripture real quick. We're going to read a little bit here. Um, let me ask you a question this morning. You been worried? Been worried about things? Some of us? 
been worried about some stuff. I didn't want to speak on this because I've been worried about some stuff. And that's kind of why I got down off the platform this morning. And I wanted to get down kind of on y'all's level, which that sounded bad. I don't want to stand up there. I want to be down here because I need to receive this as well. Amen? So let's look at this. It says, um, it says, don't store up your treasures here on earth. Listen, I'm doing so bad this morning. I, I, I forgot my Bible. I had to borrow Pastor Jason's Bible. So thank you, Pastor Jason, for letting me do that. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start at verse um, 15. I'm, not, I'm sorry, not verse 15. 19. Man, I'm telling you, it's bad. It's bad. I'll just read it off there. Don't store up your treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. <clears throat> store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Come on, don't you know that's good? So don't worry about these things. And Jesus has talked about quite a few things. Go home and read this uh, in between 21 and, and 31. <coughs> he says, don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Come on. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Are you worried about something this morning? Are you worried about something? Can I be real and raw with you this morning? I'm worried about something. I've got something heavy on my heart this morning. I think all of us have things that we worry about. Maybe you've been listening to the news and you're worried about a situation. You're worried about conflict overseas. Maybe you're worried about inflation. Maybe you're worried about politics. Maybe you're worried about immigration. There's so many different things that we can just plug into, just, just worry. And the thing about worry is it just eats you alive. Come on, you with me this morning? You with me this morning? Y'all gonna, gonna have to talk at least half as much as I'm talking because I'm gonna lose my voice in about 10 minutes. How many of you have ever seen somebody, maybe you've experienced this in your own life, where worry just made them sick? I've seen people their hair literally fell out. That's not why. Don't worry. <laughs> I did this for style. And um, people get ulcers. People get absolutely sick because they're worried. They're worried. I went on WebMD. Your doctor will tell you never do that. We take, we take the kids to a pediatrician in Minden, 
And Brittany went in there one time. They always team up against me. It's terrible. <clears throat> she went in there and she said, well, well, his dad went on WebMD. And the doctor turns around and looks at me. And I'm like over here in the corner like, stop looking at me. It's not my appointment. And he says, don't do that. Sorry, but I did it again. And it says, according to WebMD, chronic worry and emotional stress can trigger a host of health problems. <clears throat> the problem occurs when fight or flight is triggered daily. Y'all listen to me, because this is some of us. Some of you guys have been dealing with this this week. The problem occurs when fight or flight is triggered daily by excessive worrying and anxiety. The fight or flight response causes the body's sympathetic nervous system to release stress hormones such as cortisol. These hormones can boost blood sugar levels and triglycerides that can be used by the body for fuel. The hormones can cause physical reactions such as difficulty swallowing, dizziness, dry mouth, fast heartbeat, fatigue, headaches, inability to concentrate, irritability, <laughs> muscle aches, muscle tension. You ever see they just, somebody's just hurting? Maybe, it, maybe it's been you. You're just hurting. And you don't know why. Worry. You're worried. <laughs> Nausea, nervous energy. I've never been so worried that I got energy. <laughs> Rapid, maybe I, my kids are worried all the time. <laughs> Rapid breathing, shortness of breath, sweating, trembling, and twitching. When the, ex, when the excessive fuel in the blood isn't used for physical activities, the chronic anxiety and outpouring of stress hormones can have serious physical <laughs> consequences, including suppression of the immune system, digestive disorders, muscle tension, short-term memory loss. I know a lot of people are really worried on that one. Premature coronary artery disease, heart attack, difference between concern and chronic stress. I'm sorry. I'm not going to read that part. That was my actual notes. So listen, there's people that literally worry themselves to death, church family. Worry themselves to death. Uh, my grandfather, I, love him, I loved him, and he was a good, strong person. But the one thing that got him was he would worry. And it's because he loved people. And he worried about people not reaching their potential. And I find myself worrying about the same thing a lot of times. Because I'm a believer. I believe in people. And I want you, especially you young people, I want you to reach your potential. And it worries me when I see people making decisions that, push, that, that drive away from purpose. And when I say purpose, I mean Jesus, because that's where we find our purpose. So let's talk about chronic stress and worry. Now listen. I think you can be concerned about something and be okay, okay? If you're at your friend's house and you flush the toilet and it's not going down, it's okay to be concerned, 
All right? That's okay to be concerned about. But when you're so worried about maybe you said something to somebody or you made a decision a year ago and it's still you're worried and you're worried and you're worried. Or maybe you're, you don't know what's coming tomorrow or the next day and you're just eating yourself alive with worry. That's where the problem is. When you're so stressed that you can't do anything, you cannot respond to anything that your children say to you without screaming, there's a problem. Um, concern is okay. Concern is all right because a lot of times we have to exhibit concern. Um, <clears throat> if you've ever, Brittany and I were driving down the highway yesterday and we come up on a lady and, and she was driving I promise you guys, she was driving seven miles an hour down town 371. That was concerning. I had saw the same lady parked in the middle of 371 the other day, and, and I, I turned on my fire department lights so I could alert people. And when I stopped next to her, she, she fast and furious floored it. <laughs> she thought, I don't know, she thought I was the FBI or what. <laughs> she was not fixing to get narked on, dude. She took off, all right? It scared me worse than it scared her. That's concerning, okay? It's, it's all right to have a concern. But when we worry, it makes us sick. And, and uh, that chronic, everyday stress, come on. Worry physically, come on, makes us sick in our body, affects us. It mentally affects us. We can't, we're so clouded. We can't even make a judgment call because we're so worried. You ever see some, maybe it's happened to you. It's happened to me for sure. You can't even make a decision because you're so worried about what's going to happen. Come on. You, you feel me on that? You've seen that happen. You can't even make a decision. The worst thing that ever happened to me is I went to the pump one time to get gas. And regular unleaded was was broken and I had to choose between premium and super premium and I was so afraid that I would go bankrupt because I'd never gotten either one of those before that you know I didn't know what to do and so I just left and went that didn't really happen so listen it can mess up your body it can mess up your mind but family let me tell you it can affect you spiritually too chronic stress Chronic worry can affect you spiritually. How? Because we worry so much. Listen, our faith is in Jesus. Amen? Amen. Our faith is in Christ. And we know that he carried a cross up a hill. Come on, on a hill far away. He did that for us. He did that for me. He did that for you. And when we worry every stinking day, I'm afraid that we start to forget about that. I'm afraid that when we worry and we stress out about things and we let those things dominate our minds, I, I'm afraid that we begin to lose that truth that Christ did that for us. And when we lose that truth, Satan moves in. And so I promise you, that every demon that, that's around is watching you. 
and they're, and they're watching to see when you start to have a breakdown, when you start to let stress take over, because that's when they know, hey, this is the time to attack. This is the time to rush in. This is the time to come and, and, and do what we're going to do. Try to destroy this person and their ministry <laughs> and their household and their family because they're worried and they're stressed and they're in a weak place. So what do we do, church family? I want to give you two things this morning. I was writing down a bunch more points, and I thought, you know what? Let's just keep it simple. Keep it, st- keep it simple. I've got two things I want to do. This is something that, that I, I try to do in my life, and I don't, I'm not always successful in these two things. Or three things, I'm sorry. I'm not always successful. There's times when, when I just I miss it. But the first thing is, and I think this is probably the easiest one, check your influences. We need to focus, we need to make sure that we have as many positive influences around us as, pos- as possible. That's why church, one of the reasons church is so important because we come in this place and we join together as a family. And hopefully somebody that doesn't sound like they ate gravel preaches a message that is uplifting and encouraging. Someone got on to me one time and they said, Pastor, you're kind of a motivational speaker. And I said, you are absolutely right, I am. And you know what? I said, if I don't motivate my church family to go out and serve Jesus with everything they've got, every time I speak, then I have failed. So you're absolutely right. I said, thank you for the encouragement that I'm a motivational speaker. Listen, we want to have positive influences. Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. This goes both ways, church family. Come on. You need to be careful how much negative stuff you listen to, how much negative stuff you watch. This is why I don't really watch the news. I listen to one podcast about the news, and I listen to it about once a week, just so I can kind of know what's going on. But when we listen to these talking heads all the time, maybe it's somebody that you know that's just a negative person. It may be time for you to say, hey, I just can't have this conversation right now. You're very negative. Do it it in a Christ-like way, though. Grace and truth. Come on. But here's another thing. A kind word cheers it up. Are you speaking negatively a lot? Are you critical? Are you overly critical? Come on, I don't think that, I don't think that being overly critical is, is something we should do a lot. I mean, obviously, sometimes you've got to criticize something. Sometimes you have to critique something. If you go out, if you were here yesterday watching this group, hey, thanks, guys, that helped. I'm fixing to insult you, but thank you anyway. Uh, if you were here yesterday and you were watching us, you probably would have had some critiques. Because we were all out here going like this all day when we were trying to put that, if you, you guys, come on, when we were trying to put that playground stuff together. Anyway, but listen, a kind word cheers up a heart. And I want you to think, when, when you're in a public place, maybe a wait staff, maybe an employee at a store, you need to say nice things to those people. Because they have to deal, especially waiter, like wait staff, because they're bringing hungry people. They're dealing with hungry people. Hungry people are dangerous, okay? And so a kind word can cheer someone up. And, uh, you know, 
just to redeem, you know, I, I, I talked about my grandpa being worried all the time, kind of to redeem him a little bit. He was so good at speaking a kind word to people. And I think we should do that as Christians. We should be speaking kind words to folks. So um, Proverbs 12, 18 says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So make sure you're plugged into some wisdom. If you're not listening to, uh, one thing I like to do is I listen to podcasts of of a lot of the local Louisiana District AG churches. I listen to their preaching. I listen to their services from Sunday. And it is so uplifting. But if you're listening to um, just trash, maybe it's time to examine that. Maybe it's time to examine that and um, start listening to some positivity. And I'm, I'm talking music. I'm talking podcasts. I'm talking audiobooks. Maybe it's time to start listening to some positive stuff if you're just stressed out all the time. Let's jump. Let's, let's jump. Remember. Okay, so the first thing is positive. In, I'm stressed. I'm stressed all the time, Pastor. I'm worried. How do we fix that? Number one, positive influence. We want to make sure that we're not just soaking up negativity all the time. Two, remember who you are. Remember who you are. You are a child of the one true king. Dust yourself off. Stand up tall and own that. Own your identity. Come on. If Satan can confuse you on this one point, he can beat you. If Satan can convince you that you're not bought with a high price and that your father is not the king of kings and lord of lords, that none can fathom, if he can convince you of that, that he can beat you. And so you get, you're stressed all the time, you're worried, you're beat down, you need to stand on that truth. I'm God's kid. I'm royalty. Come on, come on, own that. Own your lineage. That you are adopted into this royal family. says, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. I like the King James Version because it actually says uh, a peculiar people. And so I know that he's specifically referring to the Assemblies of God churches right? <laughs> He's definitely talking about community church. No, I love y'all. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Remember that. Come on, stand on that. When you feel like a failure, maybe you have recently failed. Maybe you are just down for the count. Remember who you are and get up. Let that stress, push that stress away. Banish the worry. Remember who you are. And finally, I want to close with this. Remember your identity as a child of Christ. Remember your identity as royalty adopted into the king's family. You know, royalty gets treated different. Yeah, anybody ever met like a royal person? Like an actual, huh? 
little. I'm not talking about. I ate at BB King's restaurant one time. That's the closest I've ever been. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he said that he went to a horse race, and they said, "Hey, do you want to use the same bathroom that the Queen of England used?" Who cares? <laughs> who cares, dude? He said he did it. But who cares? I probably have done it too. Royalty gets treated different, man. And so I'm not saying that to say that you're some, somewhat privileged, that you're better than someone. But I want, you, I want to tell you this. Remember whose you are. Remember who you are. Remember your identity in Christ. Remember whose you are. Remember the family that you're a part of and how you got here. Clayton said it this morning during our opening. He said, you're not here at this church on accident this morning. But let me tell you something else. You're not part of the royal family of Almighty God by accident either. Jesus didn't accidentally redeem you. You were bought for a price on purpose. And you are set up straight for a purpose. And so when you feel defeated, and you feel like you can't see the end, y'all know that Joseph, 30 minutes maybe an hour before Joseph was in, a, in an audience with Pharaoh and became the second in command of Egypt, Joseph was looking at four walls. Y'all, there was no light at the end of the tunnel for Joseph. He couldn't see the light at the end. Of, there was no hope. There was nothing he could see that indicated that things were about to change. He was in prison and he'd been there a long time. But the king had other plans for Joseph. And I want you to remember, even in the midst of trial, even in the midst of everything you face, and you're stressed out and you're worried. Come on, I think some of us really need this this morning. I need this for sure. That's why I came down here, because I accept this word. God is still on the throne. The king is still the king. And you are still part of that royal family. Come on. Come on. So don't you dare let worry take away your physical, mental, and spiritual health. If you read in Matthew, Jesus talks about he talks about flowers and he talks about birds. He talks about those birds singing. Y'all, if a bird, if a silly bird can sing and it's out there in the wild, birds ain't got air conditioning. They ain't got heaters, okay? In a few, in a, in a couple of months, some of us gonna be running heaters. And some of y'all who are rich turn your cars on early in the morning and let them heat up before you get in them. <laughs> but if those silly birds can rejoice, 
because they're created for a purpose, how much more can we rejoice? Because we're bought and we're brought into the family. Come on, y'all. I don't want you to worry. You can be concerned, but when worry starts to take over, I want you to speak against that. I want you to pray. And I want you to say, God, I remember who I am. And I know what you've done for me. And I give you this right now. Would you stand with me? And we're going to pray that. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to get really real. I don't ask for us to raise hands very often. But I'm going to do it today. Because your pastor wants to pray for you specifically. I'm going to pray for all of you. But I want to know. And if you're in this place this morning and you say, Pastor, I have been so worried that it's making me sick. Would you just raise your hand for just a second? Come on, I see, I see, I see. Hands up all over the room. If that's you, come on, come on. Jesus. God, I thank you for every hand that was just raised, and I pray specifically for them right now. God, that you begin to empower them. God, I rebuke spirits of worry and stress. God, of tribulation that affects the heart, I rebuke those right now in the name of Jesus. God, I just pray that right now, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that you reveal and bring wisdom to us. God, the knowledge <clears throat> that we are bought with a high price. And that not only are we bought, God, but we are brought into the royal family. God, that we mean so much to you. And I pray right now, God, that if there's, if there's someone that didn't raise their hand, God, that's dealing, with, that's dealing with worry, God, that's dealing with stress that is just almost to the point of taking them down, God, that they would be healed of that, that they would feel your loving arms around them, God, and that they would be strengthened by the strength of your spirit. God, I pray for every single person in this room and every household they represent, every spouse, every child, every grandchild that they represent right now. God, that, that stress be removed from them. And God, that we would be able to handle worry and concern in a Christ-like way. God, with wisdom and with discernment, God, give us the strength, God, and give us the, give us the spiritual ability to do that.